Wake Up with Darren, Kerry and Sky. Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Thursdays at 8.40. Hello, Wendy lady. Let's turn that level up there. Wendy Nola. Can you hear me now? There we go. So let's jump straight into it, Wendy. So following our president's yep. speech on Sunday night and the announcement, at least for the next two weeks, at least, functions and uh-huh. events are not allowed. So gyms are closed, casinos are closed, restaurants are closed. And uh, emails from uh, uh, from consumers about consumer rights and refunds must be pouring into your inbox. They pouring. Lots of lightning and thunder, thunder going on mm. because... <laughs> Call um, back. So up until up until Sunday, up until this week, the cancellations were technically um, voluntary, right? We, mm. we don't feel we want to have the wedding anymore. We don't feel we want to go on the holiday anymore. But unless it was going to Joburg for leisure, and I mean, who does that? Um, you could still actually go on that holiday. You could still have the wedding as long as it wasn't uh, more than 50 people. Yeah. But So then it, it's the territory of, let's talk about a reasonable cancellation penalty in terms of CPA, it's normal cancellation. Now we go back to like how it was in last March, where these things can't legally happen. So in terms of the Consumer Protection Act, it means a full refund. Mm. But what's happened, remember that that case we spoke yeah. about last week or the week before? These deposits have been spent yeah. and there's no new deposits being paid for because nobody's making bookings. So there's physically no money. So but the point is to know is, as the consumer, you now have a stronger hand. You now, you know, you, this, it's not voluntary anymore. It's um, it's compulsory. The, the event can't go ahead. There's no legal justification for the uh, events, uh, the fi- functions venue or the wedding organizer or anybody to keep any of your money. Yeah. But as you know, it needs to be negotiated because there's no money. I just thought it was important to talk about force majeure because... A lot of companies are saying, well, it's act of God, it's beyond our control, yeah. so we don't have to give your money back. The Consumer Goods and Services Ombud had a webinar about this, this earlier this week. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and in short, um, according to Nolotanda Moledi, who's a director at a commercial law firm, Tombo Scott Incorporated, yeah. she says, you can't just say, throw your hands up and say, sorry, force majeure, you're not getting your money back. Yeah. There actually has to be that clause force majeure in your contract. And you have to special, uh, spe- specify the actual force majeure or act of God will be under control. Yeah, and in this case, wise. it would be lockdown due to... Uh, government regulations um so if it's not and, stipulated uh, in the contract um um uh, in uh, and uh, uh, refunds available unless there was a lockdown by the government due to a global pandemic then they have no excuse you have it has to be there so you can imagine everybody's yeah. now rushing to put that in but here's the thing uh, that's important to note and that is it only protects a company from poten- a potential damages claim so i couldn't do it take that flight or do this whatever yeah. and and so this is this is these are my financial losses um I, I couldn't take the flight so i lost my accommodation it covers that but it does not absolve the companies from paying a refund so actually force majeure has a limited protection from for companies even if they have it in their contract and even if they specify the issue being yeah. a, a government restriction so so Consumers and companies alike know this, please. Force majeure is not a get-out-of-refund okay. free card. Okay, All right. And we also point. must just be aware of the fact that uh, the companies are in a, a, a really, really difficult situation. Yes, the consumer, you have the power right now, but you might need to negotiate if you're looking for a refund going forward. Terms, maybe. 
for a certain number of months except something else, yeah. you know, a, a meal in their restaurant down the line when things open, something like that. But yeah. they can't just say, oh, it's not our fault, you're not getting a cent back. Uh-uh. Good to Doesn't know. Doesn't work. Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. And in part one, Wendy told us about all these lockdown cancellations, especially uh, for events and venues. They cannot de- declare force majeure. However, you, you poss- sometimes it's possible for you to actually get your money back because they don't have it anymore. So be nice, be human, and actually have a conversation about terms going forward. It doesn't have to be immediate. Right now, Wendy, I can't believe you're actually bringing up this, uh, the topic of, of SMSs, like who even still uses SMSs. I heard you throw in the word archaic, young mm. man, but mm. um, I'm afraid um, maybe not you, maybe you successfully stopped them, but a lot of people are getting SMSs, marketing SMSs, um, or um, information about billing, you know, you, you've now subscribed or go here to subscribe, and when they try and find out who sent who sent this to me, how do they have my details and yeah. all that kind of oh, thing, okay, yeah. they, they hit a blank they hit a, a brick wall mm. and it's very, very frustrating. So the news is very simple. The Wireless Application Service Providers Association, more easily referred to as WASPA, has launched what it calls its Codes Project. So it gives consumers access to a platform which enables us to identify the owner of a short, long, or what they call USD code. So I'll put this on the blog. There's an address you go to. Um, on WASPA's website, takes you straight to codes. You enter the number um, that is on your phone as being the source of this uh, uh, SMS that you want more, marketing message, right? Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, you'll only be able to see information about service providers that are registered with WASPA, but most of them are. Yeah. And they'll certainly help you if if one isn't. So I just want to say a lot of people are still plagued by this. It's been a bugbear that you've got to jump through so many hoops to find out who on earth sent this to you. Yeah. That's the way to do it now. Okay. Um, and I'll put the information and a little bit more on the blog so people Fantastic. can now help themselves. It's DIY. Yeah, I think it's a great improvement. It uh, can't be as of today, the 1st of July, just report these SMSs to uh, Rubik because there, uh, they're in com- contravention of the Poppia Act? Well, there is that. Um, and this, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do it today. Today is July 1. And finally, the Protection of Personal Information Act um, is with us, um, but and obviously a lot of provision around direct marketing. But um, yeah, so if you that's another thing. If you if you opt out and you still get it and you want to and you want to find out who it is, this is another way to do it. Um, and was prides itself on protecting people against un, all sorts of unsavory and illegal behaviour mm. from these so-called value-added uh, service providers. So yeah. Um, start right. with the codes and take it from there. Fantastic. Now you can find out who sent you that SMS. All those details on our website, ecr.co.za. Search out Consumer Watch. Thank you, Wendy. To listen to these moments and anything else you might have missed, go to ecr.co.za and click on Podcasts.